welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hello there, Rockstar. Welcome to episode 154 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. I'm very excited. Guys, I have to tell you, guess what happened last week? This podcast hit over 400,000 downloads in total. Oh, so excited, guys. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to half a million, which I'm sure will happen in the next few months. So I can say, yeah, I've got half a million downloads. Anyway, that's a big milestone. Wanted to share that with you and wanted to say a big thank you to you for sharing the show and telling your friends and family and colleagues about it because that's pretty much the one of the only ways that it's been um, marketed is through you guys and apart from myself telling everyone I know, of course. But no advertising, no no Facebook ads, nothing like that. It's been pure organic traffic. So thank you for being a supporter. And if you're brand new to the show, then welcome. A couple of little things. If you didn't know, all the ukulele sounds you hear throughout the podcast are my own. Yes, I like to dabble in the ukulele and I like to demonstrate to you, dear listener, that if you want to become skilled in anything, you need to practice and practice and practice and to not be afraid of being a little bit terrible at the start. When you, when you start learning that new skill. So I try to demonstrate this through playing the ukulele for you. And also these episodes are unedited. So my solo shows, this is all done in one take. I wanted to show you guys what it's like for me to do this without editing myself. I want to make this as real and authentic for you as possible. So that's why I, I chose um, to do it this way. And the feedback so far has been pretty cool. So obviously you guys are appreciating it. Okay, this week, what are we talking about? We're talking about small talk, specifically around making small talk at work. Now, some of you might already be thinking, oh, I hate small talk. I hate it when people ask me, how's your weekend? I just, I don't even care. And maybe you love making small talk, but your boss doesn't and you find it really awkward or difficult making conversation with them. Now, whether you love it or you hate it, small talk does have a role in the workplace, believe me. And the way that you partake or not partake in it can impact your ability to get along well with others. And when you get along well with others, you build stronger relationships with them, which means that you can be more open and more honest with them. And that means that you can resolve issues quicker, you can get your work done quicker, and then you can go home on time, right? Not to mention, if you can build strong relationships with the right people at work, that is the decision makers and the influencers, you know, the movers and shakers, the ones who have, you know, control or a say in what happens or what goes down, if you can build relationships with them, then that is going to help you to have more visibility and therefore more influence in the workplace and help you further towards achieving your goals. So you see, making small talk is no small matter in the workplace. And I believe in this so much, actually. I created an entire email series around it. Some of you may have heard me talk about this before. It's the small talk made simple email class. um, And that's a free 
a free course that you can join on my site at thecmethod.com. It's on the homepage there. It says join the Small Talk Made Simple class. Um, You click there, join up. So a lot of you would have already been through that because I've spoken about it a lot. And the reason why I believe in it so much is because it is important and it's something that we do every single day Every t- whether we like it or not, there's people making small talk, people asking us questions and it does impact our relationships and it does impact our confidence in our own abilities to have these conversations too. So don't treat it as a tiny little thing. It is important. Now today I'm going to share with you a really simple concept around small talk that will blow your mind. The series that I just mentioned, the Small Talk Made Simple class, that's more of a how-to, like how to make small talk. That's it's So today's podcast is more around a, a concept for you to understand, okay? Now, this particular concept, this is not an exaggeration. I've shared this with my one-on-one coaching clients. I teach this in my group workshops and it always makes a massive impact on people. People are like, oh my God, I never thought about it that way. And it, it's a simple shift, right? It's simple, but it's powerful. So if you can understand this concept and implement what I'm about to share with you, these are really simple techniques I'm going to share with you. You may very well find that you can connect better with people at work. You can have conversations more easily. There's less conflict and more engagement with your team as well, which then leads to a happier, more productive work environment which is, of course, what we all want, right? If you don't want that, then maybe just switch off. You don't need to listen. Keep on just being oblivious to whatever it is you and your team are doing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash smalltalk. Don't forget the the, thecmethod.com slash smalltalk. And that link will be in the description of the podcast um, in your app as well. So you can tap on that. It'll take you straight there. Okay, let's get into it. Firstly, let's define small talk so that we're all on the same page. Now, to, uh, to define small talk, I, I went to um, Auntie Google and I asked Auntie Google what it was and Auntie Google gave me a few different answers. So I'm going to share these with you. So firstly, the Google definition of small talk is polite conversation about unimportant or uncontroversial matters, especially as engaged in on social occasions. So that's Google. Wikipedia had this to say, small talk is an informal type of discourse that does not cover any functional topics of conversation or any transactions that need to be addressed. Mm, So they're talking transactions there. And then I went to Urban Dictionary which came, which gave me useless and unnecessary conversation attempted to fill the silence in an awkward situation, commonly backfires into feelings of loneliness and social discomfort, usually is initiated by comments regarding the current weather, weather pattern of the past, future few days, or major weather disturbances in the recent past. Hmm. Okay, so small talk doesn't seem to be getting a very good rap in the uh, in the online world. Um, I mean, and I mean, look, the, the weather thing is quite true. I'm from Melbourne, and we love talking about the weather. That seems to be a really common topic. Very easy to talk about it. And these definitions seem to make up that everyone hates small talk and that it is pointless. But here's the thing: not everyone hates small talk. And in fact, for some, it's even necessary. 
Okay, let me explain. Here's the concept. I want you to picture a horizontal line from left to right. And if you can, if you've got a pen and paper handy, draw it out. Just one line, left to right. And on the left, I want you to write or picture the word task. So that's all the way up one end. And then on the far right, at the other end, draw or or picture the word relationship. So on the left, we've got task. On the right, we've got relationship. Now, these represent two general types of people in the world. Some people are task-focused and others are relationship-focused. Now, I'll explain the difference between the two. Keep in mind, neither one of these is better than the other, okay? There's no right or wrong here, okay? It's not that you're not better or worse a person if you're task or relationship focused, okay? Now, a task focused person is, as it suggests, focuses on the task first, okay? So let's say in a work context, we think of all the tasks or the business stuff that we need to take care of. You know, we're doing emails, we're doing going into meetings, we're preparing reports, we're making phone calls, we're following up with that client, whatever that task is in that context, that's what these people like to focus on first. And then for them, building the relationship, it comes second. Okay. So it's not that they don't care about the relationship. They don't, it's not that they don't care about you or people, but their priority is with that task. So it looks like this, someone who is task focused will come into the office on a Monday morning and on their mind is, okay, I'm at work. I've got to get this stuff done. So they'll walk straight up to their team member or their boss or assistant, whoever it is, and say the thing that's on their mind, which is the task. So it could be, oh, hey, Mary, did you get that report done? Or hey, Mike, how many phone calls did we make last Friday? What do we need to focus on this week? Okay. So they're not they're not fluffing about with small talk. They're not saying, oh, hey, Mike, how's your weekend? Oh, yeah, oh, how, how are the holiday plans going? Oh, did your daughter get married? Oh, awesome, tell me all about it. That's the small talk, okay? They're not focused on that. And it's not that they don't care, but they want to make sure that the task stuff, so the work stuff, is taken care of first. Once they're happy that that's taken care of, then they're happy to talk about the relationship building stuff, so the small talk. You may notice this in a meeting with a very task-focused person. They come into the meeting. It's a simple, hi, everyone. Okay, here's what we're doing today. And they get straight into it, straight down to business. And then at the end of the meeting, then they might be, once they're satisfied that the business is taken care of, then they might be more willing to make some fluffy small talk. Does that make sense? So I want you to picture in your mind, maybe someone, maybe you're this person, or maybe you know someone or you work with someone who is like this. Also with the task focused person, you'll notice that their emails are quite short and to the point. So if you ask them a question, right, if it needs a yes or no, they'll probably just respond back yes or no. There's no smiley face. There's no, oh, hey, thanks for your email. Thanks for asking. No, there's none of that stuff. It's just yes, no. Okay. They also are less likely to take things personally as they see issues that come up. It's more of an, it impacts the project, not the person. So for example, let's say you deliver something late, you deliver a report late to your, to your boss, your boss might get annoyed about that, but they're not annoyed at you. 
they're more annoyed that time has been wasted or that the project has been delayed, right? Does that make sense? They're focused on the task, the project, the work stuff, not on you, the person, okay? So, so, that's the, so that's the sort of general outline or description of what a task-focused person is like. Now let's talk about a relationship-focused person. So this is someone who's way over the other side. Now these people are all about building the relationship first, okay? So this means that when they see you first thing in the morning, to them, building that relationship means that they get to know you on a deeper level. So they want to talk about your weekend. They want to talk about your kids. They want to talk about their their night and what they got up to and that dance class that they're doing and this new beer that they've tried out and this new hobby, that whatever it is. They want to talk about that stuff because to them, that's what's required to then build the relationship first with that person. And then once they're satisfied that we're getting along well and that we like each other and that that relationship is strong, then they'll feel comfortable talking about the work stuff. Okay, so it's not that they don't care about the task or the project or the work. It's just that they prioritize building that relationship first before they can get to it. Okay, so in a meeting, I don't know if you've ever been to a meeting where you get there and it seems like all they're doing is just chattering about their day, about their holiday that's coming up. And it's just, it's just, they're just rattling on and it's really hard to get them to focus on, on the task at hand. But once they're, once they're happy with, once they've done all the, the small talk and the talk about the seemingly fluffy things, they'll go, oh yeah, by the way, what, what did we end up doing with that report with the project? Is it all good? Shall we sign off? Yep. Okay, cool. Done. All right, let's go. Lunchtime, everyone. You know, so they still get the work done and it can be frustrating if you are a task-based person and you're working with a relationships-focused person and it's, it's hard to get them to focus in on the task at hand because they are more, um, they're more um, into building the relationship with you instead, okay? And then with emails with a relationships-focused uh, person, their emails are going to be – they're going to reflect how they speak. It's going to be, hi, how are you going? How's your weekend? Hope your day's doing well. Hey, by the way, just wanted to know, how's what's the status of the project? Um, thanks for – you know, I look forward to hearing your reply. Smiley face. Okay, so that's how they're, they're likely to write an email as well because they want to build that relationship. And these types of people can also tend to take things personally. So using the example I used before, let's say you deliver something late – they are more likely to take it personally and go, why would you do this to me? I thought we were a team. You're going to make me look bad in front of the boss. If you're a task-focused person, you're going, hang on, we just delay the project a little bit. But no, no, relationships-focused person is going, oh, they're taking it personally. They're going, what, what have I done wrong? You know, if you write an email back to them that just says yes and not yes, thanks for asking or whatever, smiley face. They're, they're likely to go, oh, what did I say? Are you mad at me? I can picture you, some of you chuckling right now in your car or as you're walking along or vacuuming or whatever because you've experienced this before, whether it's with yourself or you've witnessed it happening with other people. Trust me, it's happened to all of us. I'm a very relationships-focused person, well, I can be, and – I would always think if someone texted me back like a one word answer, I would think to myself, oh my God, they're angry. 
they're mad. Have I done something? What have I done? And it became about me and the relationship when really all they're doing is just saying yes. That's all they're saying, yes to your question or no to your question. So really important to understand this distinction. Okay, now the reason why I use a line when I say, hey, we've got a horizontal line and we've got task at one end and relationship at the other. The reason I do this is because not well, most people aren't just one or the other. It's a sliding scale, okay? So you might be thinking, oh, Christina, I'm neither of those. I'm, I'm both. Of course you're both. We all are a little bit of both. But some people are way more extreme than others and others are a bit more at the middle. And plus, you might be one way at work and another way at home or in a social context, you might be different again, okay? So for purposes of this podcast, we're going to use the, the work context, So I want you to think about where you tend to sit on that sliding scale in the work context. Are you more task focused or are you more relationship focused? And how far along the sliding scale are you? Are you way the extreme on one end? Are you sort of a little bit in or are you a little bit halfway? Most people will tend to fall one way or the other. If you've got this written down, you may like to mark it down on the piece of paper. Otherwise, just picture in your head whereabouts you think you sit. Now, I'd like you to think about someone who you feel like you don't get along well with at work. Who is there someone you just don't quite click with or it always seems to be a struggle having conversations or getting something out of them. And I want you to think about where they sit on the sliding scale. Are they way into task or are they way into relationship? And look at if they are the same as you or not the same as you. And when I've done this exercise in in workshops and with my clients, most people have found that the people that they don't get along very well with are completely the opposite of them. So they're not in the same place. So if they're relationship, then then the other person is is task and, and vice versa. And this is important to know because it starts to shed some light as to why they communicate the way they do and why, for example, some people are so into making small talk and they just can't seem to shut up or ask you questions and why some people just absolutely hate it and refuse to, to engage in any sort of small talk at, uh, whatsoever. Now, I really, I've got a really funny example of this. I interviewed career coach Rob Cugno in episode 120. It was about finding your purpose and, and, finding, um, and building your personal brand as well. And in that, in that episode, he told me a hilarious story from when he moved from a position at the School of Social Studies, so I was at a, at a university, to the School of Engineering. Now, this is the perfect example of a task-focused person getting frustrated with a relationships-focused person. And I'll play that excerpt for you now. Here's Rob. I went to the School of Engineering and I had a confrontation with one of the heads of school who walked into my office and he said, mate, you're in engineering. You don't care about my weekend and I don't care about yours. I don't care about your kids and I don't have any. And Oh, my God. (laughs) you You want something done? Tell me what to do. It will be done right on time. And by the way, don't wear pink. And I just looked at him and I went, are you serious? I went and saw my boss. I said, you won't believe what just happened. And she laughed and she said to me, yeah, about time someone told you. 
want to say thank you to Rob again for that story. I find it hilarious. Episode 120, you should go check it out if you want to listen to the rest of that. Now, now not everyone is going to be as forward as Rob's colleague and say this to your face and be like, I don't want to hear about your weekend. But they might stew silently. They might let it out in other ways. They may not be as open and honest with you as you'd like. And this is not what we want, okay? So we don't want someone to explode in our face after feeling all frustrated or or maybe quitting their job because they feel so they're so, so flustered and they don't know how to cope with it, okay? So let's move into how do you do it? How can we start to communicate more effectively with people who are not like us, if whether it is that we like small talk or we dislike it? So the first thing to do is to be aware of who is a task or relationships focused person. And you might have already started to think about this, but as you as you hang out with people at work, I want you to listen out and hear and just be aware, are they making the small talk first or are they getting straight into the task and then and taking care of business and then getting into the, then asking you about your weekend or whatever afterwards. So that's the first thing to do is to be aware. The second thing to do is to, if you feel yourself getting frustrated or flustered, I want you to just take a deep breath and remember that this is simply how the other person communicates. This has nothing to do with you, okay? There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with them. It is simply a difference in the way that we communicate. So if you can always keep that front of mind, it'll help you from getting overwhelmed or anxious or frustrated, okay? And then you're in a much better place to speak and take action. Okay, next step, number three. Once you've done those first two things, then you can start to experiment with adjusting. Oh, someone's coughing really loud next door. I apologize if you can hear that. I'm at Hub. It's a little bit noisy. Um, Where was I? Oh, yes. Experiment with adjusting the way that you communicate with them. I'm going to say that again. Experiment with adjusting the way you communicate with them. You don't have to change who you are, okay? You just simply adjust. So here are some ways that you can do it. Firstly, if you're a task-focused person, if that's how you identify, try your best, right? If you're working with a relationships-focused person, smile and ask about them. And it might seem really simple, but I know for some of you, this is going to be hard. Smile and try to show some genuine interest. Ask how they are, ask ask how their kids or their family is instead of marching straight up and getting straight into the task, the job, you know, the work, the project, and try to be genuine. If you can, think to yourself, I'm building the relationship here, okay? Instead of thinking, oh, Christina told me I have to make small talk, this is terrible. Instead of thinking that, think to yourself instead, hang on, I'm building this relationship. I'm going to make this easier for all of us here. So if you can make that mindset shift, that will help you. Now, if you are relationship focused, don't be afraid to be direct and talk about the task without doing the fluffy small talk or asking about them. Now, for you, it's going to feel rude. It will feel rude going straight up to someone and saying, hey, I've got those answers you needed because that's going to sound quite abrupt to, to you. But believe me, to a task focused person, it is music to their ears. It is not rude 
at all. Okay. So practice this, practice it, try it out. And then another thing you can do is to practice with your emails. So for my relationships focused people, are your emails long-winded? Are they fluffy? Think about how you can cut them down. How can you make it specific to the task and make it purely work-focused so that the task-focused person doesn't have to read too much? Um, And vice versa. If you are a task-focused person and you're used to writing really abrupt emails that just get straight to the point, and I know you're thinking, oh, it's it's just about the work. That's all I want to know. I get it. I get it. But for someone who's a relationships person on the other end, receiving that, it's always nice if you can soften it with a simple, hey, hope your day's going well. You know, um, I look forward to your answer. Thanks so much. Maybe even a little smiley face. Just, just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. If you feel like going out on a limb. So <laughs> those are a few things that you can do, okay, that you can start to adjust the way that you communicate. And then from there, see how you go. See if it makes a difference, okay? Now, another thing that you can do, let's say that you are working with someone and they might be, let's say, relationships focused, but they make so much small talk. It stops you from actually getting your work done and it's actually hindering your progress. And I get it. I get it. You're at work. You want to get stuff done. So in this case, if you're working with them closely, maybe they're your assistant or whatever, it's always best if you have a conversation with them about it. Okay. So for example, I have a client who was finding her PA to be very relationship focused, but it was holding her back He was holding my client back from getting her work done. Plus the PA's desk was right outside the director's office. So if my client was chatting away with the PA, then the director would be able to see them and hear them. And my client was concerned that she would look like she was wasting time or whatever. So she really, it was really important to her that, um, that her PA knew that, Hey, we can't do this all the time. Like it's okay for a little bit, but it just gets a bit too much. So, so we worked on it and I suggested, well, why don't you go speak to her about it? So my client approached her PA and she explained, first of all, building the relationship and saying, look, I really appreciate, you know, I appreciate you and the work you do. And I love our chats, you know, you know, it's important. I, I like getting to know you, but she also had to explain that even though she knew how important the small talk was to her, that she still really needed to focus on her work and that she'd be happy to to make small talk after work or whatever the case may be, okay? And she also had to reassure her, look, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, there's nothing wrong with the way you communicate. It's just the, it's just, these are just the different priorities that we have. And this is really going to help me to get, to get my work done, you know, and all of us to get our work done. And, and it worked, you know, after being open and honest about it, now my client can go in and not get frustrated with her PA, you know, taking up too much of her time. And then her PA doesn't get all flustered or, um, or upset if my client doesn't just go straight into the work and, and not make the small talk. So it's enabled them to still maintain a healthy relationship without any awkwardness. Okay. So this is something that you can absolutely do as well. And look, if maybe your boss, I mean, if you, this is a conversation you could have with your boss as well, if you're feeling this way, Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being open and honest. So give it a go. 
Now, it's, it's kind of funny because some people I've found, when they learn this, they still refuse. And you may be listening to this and going, oh, Christine, I'm not going to change the way I communicate. That's just the way I am. If you have such a fixed mindset, then I'm surprised you're even listening to this podcast. So I'm going to assume that you have a growth mindset and that you're ready to learn and you want to improve yourself. That's right. Awesome. I'm so glad, I'm so glad you're here. Um, but you may come across people who you find will, are not willing to change. For example, I was running a workshop the other week for, it was the retail and logistics team of a really big company, this large agribusiness. And when I mentioned to them, I said, oh, just change something. Like, what are you going to do differently? Ask someone, how's their weekend been? And this surly looking guy who had his arms crossed um, just stared at me and he slowly shook his head from side to side. He looked like, um, if you've seen Stranger Things, he looked like Hopper, who's the the cop. He's got this really like grumpy face. So this guy was just staring at me, just shaking his head as if to say, mm-mm. No, 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 no. And I looked at him and I said, I said, no, you're not gonna. He's like, no, no. I said, what's your name? He said, Mike. Let's say you say, let's say his name was Mike. I said, Mike, you don't even think that you can at least try to ask someone how their weekend was? And he said, nope. And then at that moment, another lady piped up and she said, oh, I just asked him at lunch how his weekend was. And everyone, everyone just fell about laughing. It was quite funny because clearly, Mike never responded to small talk and people were feeling a little flustered about it because there were some relationship-focused people in the group. And I said to them, well, look, at least you know where Mike stands. You know, and they were all like, yeah, I guess so. So having this conversation, you know, it's not about coming up to someone and saying, you, com- you, communicate, dif- you communicate differently to me. Um, you do it wrong. I do it right. I wish you would be more like this. It's not about that. It's about understanding each other. So if you really can't do it, if you've tried and you really struggle, then at least explain to your colleagues why you why you won't engage in small talk or why you need to. Okay? Maybe send them this podcast. Ultimately, it comes down to understanding each other. And if we can do that, then we can avoid confusion, frustration, and conflict in the workplace. So that is my piece, ladies and gentlemen, on the role of small talk in the workplace. Whether you still think it's pointless or whether you think it's really important and necessary, look, doesn't really matter. Everyone's going to have these differing opinions and it really does come down to, in my opinion, um, there is a place for it, absolutely. And it just depends on whether or not, um, when when or where you, you use it. So I hope that you found some value in this and that, you know, you've maybe changed your opinion a little bit, change your perception of small talk maybe. And hopefully it's helped to give you a deeper understanding as to why some people communicate the way they do. And I'll be doing more episodes on this, on how to get along better with people at work in the future as well, because it does, it keeps coming up in my training. I keep getting asked to present on it. So, um, So that means that, okay, people want this. So that's why I'll do, I'm going to be doing more episodes on it. Okay. uh, That is all from me this week. Hey, if you did enjoy this episode and you want to get better at making small talk, where you want to feel more confident in, in having these conversations and talking about yourself, then do go and join my small talk made simple class. I will link it up in the show notes or in the, the description of this podcast 
you simply go to the your app and it'll be there in the description. Tap tap it and it'll take you straight to that link. Or you can go to thecmethod.com and there'll be a link there on the homepage where you can sign up. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. My name's Christina Cantus. Keep on being awesome and I will talk to you next week. This has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs> <laughs>